enjoyed the show. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go. All the songs we know. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. So let go. Let's go. 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 Let go. That was uh, that was President of the United States of America. I, I kind of opened the show with uh, with the same song, but it was Let's Rock, right? And uh, this is their other end of that. It's a little longer than the first one. Before that was uh, Forty One bookends, one might say. Crazy Amanda Bunkface, and we started that out with Hagfish in a song by the name of Bullet. Actually, that's kind of a cool tune. Bullet. Bullet. Like the whiskey. Kind of like bullshit, but without the sh. That <laughs> you're so used to. <laughs> some are adept, some are not. <laughs> I don't know how the guys that work do it without me when I'm not there. Squitchy. <laughs> I sure wish he was here. Right. I sure wish he was here right now. <laughs> Where's Squitchy? <laughs> Senor Squitchy. <laughs> Squitcherino. <laughs> Vinny Squitcherino. Oh, That's a good radio name. What do you think, huh? I like Squitchy. It's the Vinny and Vinny show. Which Vinny are it's you the George, It's the George and Squitchy show. The George. <laughs> George and Vinny. George it's kind of like show. Ren and Stimpy. But. Hey, uh, you want to buy a car? I got some watches, too. <laughs> Hey. I said that to this one kid I worked with. I was out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the kid was just like a fast talker, like hillbilly kid. And I go, dude, if you're from the big city, you'd be selling TVs off of the back of a truck. And the other guys are howling, and he's like, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, oh, you've never seen this, have you? The whole pickup guy rolls up with, oh, dude, I got TVs for sale. You got to get some speakers, whatever. Yeah. One of my favorite stories of that was the guy that bought the VCR, and it was a couple bricks inside. So he told, made the mistake of telling his land 
Indian lady about it, right? So he goes out and drowns his sorrow, sorrows, and he comes back, and on the porch is a, a brick with a note wrapped around it, and it says, here's a new VCR tape to play in your new VCR. <laughs> Kick them in the teeth when they're down. That's how you know their family. Oh, dude. Well, it was his landlady, <laughs> but nonetheless. Yeah, but obviously she thought of him as family. <laughs> Enough to fucking rail on yeah, that. That's something I would say to my family. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, look, I got you. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably give him a handful of rocks. Look, there's my whole library. There's some mortar. <laughs> go crazy. They go Build right, yourself what? They go right in the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth playing bricks. Mm. Mm, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> Try this one. Uh, Try this one first. <laughs> it's about Masons. <laughs> Man. Cool. Right on. Good show tonight, George. That's something I was going to ask you about. We had a couple, almost had a couple guests on. We should mention Spark because they kick ass. Oh, yeah. Spark Dispensary for all your marijuana needs. Not all, but... Well, a good portion of your marijuana yeah. needs. Check them out. S-P-A-R-C. All, all your legal marijuana needs. And if you're in the mood for a beverage, stop by Bender's. 19th and South NS. Bender's is good. Bender's is a cool spot. You know, I was looking through the... Good burgers. I had a burger over there, I think, this weekend, was it? Anyway, yeah, good food. Good shit. We like Bender's. That must have been after the after all the whiskey, huh? The, 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 yeah, there's a lot of gaps in there. Yeah. There. there could have been a fucking lump of dog shit in there, and you would have missed like, oh, it. Come on. I got better taste than you that. Were you were hammered. Monster. You were hammered. <laughs> Maybe you would have noticed a piece of shit, but you wouldn't remember it now. because I'm not exactly a gourmet <laughs> diner, but I... Yeah, please. dude, whiskey is evil. It is a wicked, wicked vehicle. If 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 you're riding the whiskey train, I can attain to it. If you're gonna have whiskey, have a glass, sip it, enjoy it. It's and a great then, at home, and then thing. switch to beer. Yeah, it, it's a great at home thing. It's a great one, not to. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's for sipping and like not doing shot after shot after shot after shot after. Ugh. Yeah. Eesh. That's a great way to turn it into a train wreck. But maybe, maybe our FTW, FTW listeners are into shot after Some shot. People, and, and they listen to the show that we actually semi-condone it, or maybe not condone it. Yeah, well, Jim... We're enthusiastic for you about that. There's, I know. I got plenty of friends that think Jim Beam is kind of high-end, so... <laughs> I know somebody enjoyed his Jim Beam. I watched him get a DUI once. It was pretty wild. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah. It was a pretty yeah, sad that's, story. That's neither here nor there. That's something to think about, though. So, mm-hmm. you guys, if you're going to go out and ride, be safe. If you're going to drink whiskey, ride's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're squitchy. <laughs> right? Yeah, who else should we mention? We should mention Meteor Motorbikes. I mean, mean to call Michelle and say what's up. Oh, yeah, Michelle over at Meteor Motorship, Motorbikes. I freaking love her. And Rob. Good people. Yeah. They I never met Rob. You haven't met Rob? I've met Rob a few times, man. Really? Rob's good people. Dude, Rob rocks. Rob right fucking rules, dude. And his band kicks ass, too. Badass. Yes. Good man, Rob. We should give her a call next week. Do a phone interview, but like sneak attack phone interview. <laughs> sneak that's attack. What you, that's what you can start doing. We might be on the air. We might not. Hey, you can, you can sneak do. attack. <laughs> I'm standing outside your bedroom you do, right now. Are you inside? You, you can do crank calls. You're, you're so anxious oh to touch the phone. <laughs> Try and find Gail's number. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best? Reverse it on her? Maybe not. Oh, thanks. Radio Silas. That's my partner. <laughs> 
<laughs> you brought it on yourself. Uh, no, that was a, fun, was a funny shit. used to it by I'm, now, man. I'm working the room here, and you just, just a tough room, George. How about low-down barbecue? How about them? <laughs> <laughs> Give them a call if they're still a number. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. George's Steve Productions. He's George Stevens, and I'm Stephen St. George, and this has been our show. Hey, y'all hold my beer. Hey! So we'll get started in about five minutes. Happy hour open mic. I am a subscriber on Podkicker because I'm an Android guy. Can't fuck with Tim Cook. They have a fantastic. I don't know if anyone listens to this shit live. I know like ten thousand people a week listen to Pam show that comes after. So look around you. Awesome. About to get started. Laughing off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that's
soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using green army skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the blue strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Yo. All right. Can you can you help me out again? You've helped me so much. Pretty lady in the back. Can we, can we cut the music? Grocery, a worker owned can we cut the music? Food cooperative located Is that possible? 45 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say. Oh, man. All right, let's get this motherfucker started. We're going to start with some crowd work. This would be a better show if, shout it out. 
The host was here. We could drink here. Make some noise for Sereni! Do the people on air even know this is a mic? Yeah. What the fuck? This is a tight operation. I was at least expecting 30 seconds of crowd work. Ah. Some kind of something. You didn't hear any of that, did you? Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. He's cool. Um, cool, all right, let's talk about it. So uh, I'm broke. I don't know, are you guys broke? Because, uh, okay, we get it. You do a successful job in the daytime, 9 to 5, went to Cal Berkeley, and you're buff. <laughs> okay, I need to work out. Okay, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, no, I'm broke. And I mean broke, okay, not poor. There's a big difference. Because broke is when the napkins at McDonald's are thicker than your toilet paper. Okay, and then, and poor is when the napkins at McDonald's are your toilet paper. And you shit in the to-go bag. Okay, big difference. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm broke. And I, I found out recently that 99 cent tacos from Jack in the Box have no nutritional value. They just hold space in your stomach long enough for you to go job hunting. <laughs> Cardboard with sriracha works just as good. Um, and I live in a very illegal housing situation at the moment in an attic. Uh, the family downstairs hasn't noticed yet, so it's chill. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just like, um, I live with like a. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. If you uh, are listening to us, it's because you are subscribing either A, you're subscribing to us uh, by our podcast name, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, or you're listening to us right now on Mutiny Radio. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You know, if they subscribe or if they're listening on Mutiny Radio, we really don't need to pitch them on the show. Jesus, I spent $2 million on promotion. I fucked up. Yeah, that could have been money. You know, we could have had donuts in the break room, something else. Uh, yeah, the donuts are kind of stale in the break room. What's yeah. up with that? It's, I thought we hired interns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you get your free uh, donut for your shot? 
<laughs> well, welcome to the show. Basically, I love movies, and I uh, before YouTube, I would read about these weird movies, and that's it. I would just read about them. I would read the synopsis and who directed them. Now, thanks to YouTube, we can watch them on the ready. So our podcast is just that. We pick a movie that we've always heard about, and we watch it in real time with you. You watch the movie, sound off, listen to us, sound on, <laughs> visual off, and it syncs up. How crazy is that? And, of course, I mentioned Mutiny Radio, delightful station. We're on yeah. it first, every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern, set your clock. Mutiny Radio has some great programming here in San Francisco's Mission District, uh, and we would love for you to go to the website, pick a, uh, find a good show, subscribe to it, and also donate. There's a donate now button right there. The uh, donut. Or, <laughs> we stopped talking about donuts, Carl. Sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Listen, there's a half dozen or a dozen or big and dozen reasons why. You, oh goddamn donuts! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not think about glazed donuts. So, uh, yeah. You can go donate through the station or you go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. When you go to the donut button, you put money through the hole. <laughs> God, I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Donuts. You know, right now my stomach is jelly-filled. Um, okay, we are watching Dreamer, 1979. I think that's what you're asking me. That's what you put in the YouTube yeah. search engine, Dreamer. 1979. There's lots of films, Dreamer, and refer to Dreamer and Dreamer in the title. Put in 1979. We like the channel Arlo Marcucci. All right. Arlo Marcucci is hosting the movie, which if you don't want to listen to us talk over it, you could just go to the source. But uh, too late now. Go ahead. Click the button. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero by moving to the left. Did you do it yet? All oh, right. We're going to watch this movie on the same time. Now, I'm very excited. Carl has found, Carl has traveled the world. He has left his comedy domain of New Jersey. Right. And found fresh talent, international fresh talent. Uh, I don't know who this person is. Yeah, we uh, met in the Andes. We met in the Andes. And we hit it right off right away because he's also from Jersey. No. Well, what a coincidence. Another comedian from New Jersey is going to do our Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Carl, take it away. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with our comedian, Goldberg. <laughs> Welcome, Goldberg. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Now, it was, it was the beginning of the new year in 2019, and you reached out on Facebook to anyone who would listen I want to do comedy collaboration this year. And I was one of the only people who reached out to you. That's true. I really had a desire to do a comedy collaboration. I think that we're better, people are better when they work in with other people. And uh, I think comics seem to want to work alone. And I think that's a big mistake. Agree. Now, we got together, we had a little comedy troupe, but they were flaky, and it ended up in the end, you and I became writing partners. Yes, we did. We even have a great little show that we're trying to sell right now, right, called? Called Life's Last Laugh Lessons, and it's about, um, honestly, it, it really is about just um, the importance of laughing in life and how you know, we get over our adversity and things that happen to us. 
by laughing and by finding humor in things that we don't often find humor in. Um, and I think that's really important, especially in these times. I, I, to me, it's a terrific concept. It's got legs. It, it's a you know a story vehicle that can really last. And it was your brainchild, and I think it's wonderful. So I thank you for that. Thank you. So you only go okay. I only go by my first name in comedy. You only go by your last name. Yes, I do. Well, uh, actually, that started about. Uh... A year and a half ago, um, I decided to uh, become a kippah-wearing Jew, mm -hmm. uh, where I uh, went to Israel. And Israel is a beautiful country, by the way. Um, and it's interesting that everyone fights over Israel, which is kind of ridiculous because it's uh -huh. the size of New Jersey. And uh, if a bunch of Jews took over New Jersey, you know what the other 49 states would say? Thank you. That's what they do. <laughs> um, but I decided, and I found that uh, really embracing my Jewish identity. And once I started wearing a kippah, everyone kept calling me Goldberg anyway, irrelevant <laughs> yeah. of whether they knew my name or not. So I kind of uh, let that stick with me. I thought you were wearing it because you were a kippah upping with the Jonesbergs. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... This pandemic has really affected comedy. It's affected you personally. And where I see you most of the time is out there on Zoom. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, a lot of people are uh, saying it. this has hurt comedy. And I, I don't know. I feel different. I feel it's, if you want to, it's really helped comedy. I've uh -huh. had the uh, opportunity to perform from shows emanating from Israel, a couple shows from England, certainly shows from California, shows from Malaysia. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, really all around the world. I think it's, it's uh, you know, probably for the bigger comics, obviously, like Seinfeld or something like that, it's hurt. Yeah. But for comics who, who really have haven't had the opportunity to perform on a broader stage, I think it's really helped. And, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to be in this pandemic, even though it's coming to an end, but um, I really think comics out there should take advantage of it and really uh, go into Zoom. I find the Zoom shows very entertaining, very funny, people getting to their punchlines a lot quicker. Um, you know, I like it. You know, yeah. other people have, have issues with it. And you had a you had but you had a big show out there in L.A. with a pretty famous com comedy club. Yeah, it's Flappers. I do um, uh, Flappers a couple times. I've done Flappers actually three times already. Mm. Um, and it's just an opportunity to really uh, touch base. I mean, as a comic here in New Jersey, you go to open mics or you go to shows and you see the same faces, right? And hear the same jokes, but now with Zoom, you can. Uh, literally hear jokes from around the world, try your jokes on, out around the world, see how it fits. Um, I've been doing a lot of shows in England uh, and really have made some good friends from English comics. That is super cool. Something that couldn't have happened pre-pandemic. Not at all. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with everyone at home, and they got to press the play button at the same time as we do. So Goldberg, why don't you hit us with that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, 
one, go. That was terrific. Thank you for that comedian celebrity countdown. Yeah, so funny. So funny. Well, we're back to the regular show. Oh, I got the sound cranking. Oh, look, they did that thing where they're both uh, headliners, but they kind of tilted <laughs> and angled. Right. A lot of ego in that credit. A lot of ego. Look at Jack Warden getting his own credit. What a douchebag. Yeah, really. You, you think you get your own stance Holy. alone. Now, what we're seeing here uh, is just a history of bowling, as if it was some documentary. And you hear the stupidest music, which is supposed to be old-timey, but it just is annoying. I'll play it. You, you don't like that old-timey? You, you feel like you're at ground round and you want another uh, bowl of uh, pretzels, uh, peanuts. Right, that's like everyone's drinking tub gin. Oh, Bill Conti. Well, yeah, see, he did Rocky. Yeah, that's appropriate because this movie's Rocky. It's Rocky of the Bowling. Oh, Rocky came out like the year before. Right. When I say Rocky bowl uh, the bowling, I don't mean bowling winkle. I mean he's an underdog bowler. <laughs> Rocky and bowling winkle. I don't think I've ever asked you this during the opening credits because I know you've seen the film. Does he yeah. win at the end? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's not really like bowling. It's not really Rocky. Rocky loses at the end. Yeah. Well, that's right. Rocky loses at the end, which was really a great, great choice. And I applaud. I think. Uh, no, who no, you reap, you, reap, you reap what you sow. Uh, Had they just won, we would not have seven more sequels plus a uh, spinoff. Right. Right. They've been catching that high ever since. Fuck that movies. Well, the thing is, it, it, like, you go to see them because you're obligated or you do a couple of years later. You know what I mean? And. I don't know. The first one was the real one. The other first ones, one was the real one. Yeah, but the other ones sometimes brought you entertainment and value, you know? Okay, well, let's break it down. Rocky 2, same movie, but he wins. Same movie. Right. Rocky 3 is the best one. It has Mr. T. It has Hulk Hogan. It's, yeah. got, it's got bells and whistles. Wait, is that right? the one with Martin the guys City. from Russia? No, that's 4. That's okay. Dolph Lundgren 4. Okay. And he kills Apollo Creed. Right, and, and so he had this personal. Oh, right, wasn't that's what like, I mean. Uh, it, uh, that's what I mean. Like that gave you some entertainment, good old Rocky. Yeah, and then there's Rocky Five, which I fucking love your version on Fish Burgers, where uh, Rocky has <laughs> stick a move. Oh, stick Rocky a move. the head. Oh wait, no I got problem. something for the plot, and then we'll sure. Okay, I guess. Okay. This guy, his real life name is Dick Weber, and he's a big bowling guy, but he's pretending to be another person. And that kid will be our star, Tim Matheson. This is a flashback, or not, it's, I don't know, we're back in the day in which he right. was doing the pins for the greatest bowler ever, the guy he'll eventually beat. He's just a pin monkey. He is a pin monkey. Let me tell you something about the bowling in this movie, Mike. You will see strike, 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 strike. He got a strike all the way until the very last contest when they just have to do some drama. Every time anyone bowls in this movie, except for this one old man who dies, it's a strike. Wow. 
I'm, I actually like this new Carl, where you ruined the movie for <laughs> before the director buy credit. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys are professionals. They're not going to be like, you know, give you a seven ten split on the camera. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, can we do that again? Yes, we can, sir. Yes, you did not get a strike. Roll them. Wow, look at that. He's got ashtrays. What else you got to do as a pin monkey? That's what year it was. So we were saying Rocky. I like the. I thought Rocky four, but maybe it's five or six or something. He fights that Tommy boxer in the street, and the Don King characters going crazy because they're not going to make a penny off of this. They're going to fight. Oh, I think that's the sixth one, Rocky Balboa. Uh huh. Yeah, because that has kind of. I don't know. You know, I, I honestly, if you want to know my opinion about Sylvester Stallone, he's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. Any Sylvester Stallone movie in the last 25 years yeah. was a waste of time. Yep. Yeah. One in the head, Expendables, right. uh, the Rockies. God bless everyone involved in Creed, but that's another fucking ripoff. It's so yeah. fucking tiring. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's, it's I, really I love tragic. everyone involved. Yeah. Okay, uh, Sylvester Stallone, when he first came, okay, we'll have to talk about the stupid movie. You see his thumb there is hurt? Yeah. Okay, so what this does is, even though he's having a problem, he's pushing on because he's dedicated and driven. And what this does is it sets up in our movie like he's going to have an issue going forward. He's at the next tournament. It's coming. It's happening again. But that never happens. Thanks to these writers, it never happens. So do you think the writers are just, like, giving these guys too much of a break? Like, there's no real, real yes. drama? Yes, the trauma in this movie is going to be boyfriend-girlfriend fighting. Now, the writers, one of them's for real with 11 credits. He did a Grizzly Adams movie. <laughs> he wrote for Little House in the Prairie and the Walters, Waltons. He was for real. This other oh. guy, James Proctor, only has this as a writing credit. And then William Whitliffe didn't get credited, but he punched it up. And he's like the perfect storm and Barbosa and... yeah. Hockey, Honeysuckle Rose, Legends of the Fall. He's for real. He's so for real. Everybody who made this movie was for real. They really thought they had a giant, huge hit on their hands with how popular bowling was in America at that second. Yeah. And don't forget, Animal House came out a year before. Matheson was like, yeah. He was, a, even though this is not a comedy, he still was a knowable face. He was a bankable box yeah. office draw. They believed, they believed. I mean, his part wasn't strong enough in honor. Now you mentioned that one of the writers wrote for Grizzly Adams and Little House. In the yeah. I've seen the Little House in the Prairie episode. Talk. That's the one where a bear comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this now, his, uh, his RV? His tour bus? No, it's, no, it's, he's not a famous bowler. He is coming up through the ranks he's excellent he's got 196 average he's had it for several years he's competing in the low levels but he's not in the pba that's what you need if you oh. want to get in the ring with apollo creed you need peanut butter and apple yes they go well they go well yeah, not, the granny Smith. not the granny Smith. yeah like a, a rocky six Fucking Adrian dies. He has like a restaurant called Adrian's or something like that. It's like, well, okay, why couldn't so you just call? What was Talia Shire doing? You know, you can't give a call. Well, is that the one where he's really old and he has the son who's yeah. a, a, a man? And yeah. 
Right, and he has to appeal to the boxing committee. Okay, that movie was over and over inspirational speeches. There were more, were there three, I guess, or? Yeah, he gives a couple in Creed, too. He shows up and he says, Creed Jr., uh, here's an inspirational speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen the movie Grudge Match with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro? Is it the 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 hand, uh, arm wrestling one? No, that's over the top with our oh, friend, okay. the, with the boy from uh, Going Bananas. No, right. uh, Grudge Match came out maybe 10 years ago, and it was about two boxers fighting for a celebrity match. Yeah. So you have the guy who played Rocky Marciano uh, fight the guy who played Rocky Balboa. Okay. Right, 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 right. I did that see came, that. It came out Christmas Day. Perfect, perfect okay. for our film. Yeah. For our movie. Now, is he going to meet the railroad children or what? <laughs> no. What we're going to learn now is everybody loves him. Oh, look at this town. So yeah. 70s. <laughs> it's Illinois. It's uh, one moment. Chicago? It is. It's Alton, Illinois. They spent four weeks in Alton, Illinois, and then they moved on to St. Louis, Missouri, because both cities are like, I don't know, centers for bowling enthusiasts, you know? Cool. Well, we should mention this is the third film by a director that whose name we don't bother to remember. Uh, we have done two of his other films. <laughs> Las Vegas Lady was so well no sick. I like this guy. He's no. weird. Mm -hmm. He's weird. Okay, well, unlike the other two movies, this one has a plot that makes sense. I mean, yeah. basically, Rocky wrote it. Not really, not really. It's like the Mighty Ducks wrote it. It's like every sports film you ever saw. The underdog tale. Yeah, well, no, he's never an underdog. He's always a winner. It's it's a bad vehicle for him. He, he really should be an underdog. Yeah, like, why do we watch this movie? We only watch movies about losers. Now, a lot of my research was bolstered by bowling enthusiasts on the internet and their bowling uh -huh. sites and stuff and reviews. And I got to tell you, I got a lot of useless information. Lay it on uh, me, man. I would love to hear bowling information. No, like it was um, Dick Weber Lanes and it was the Eastville Bowl. Now it's called West County Lanes in Eldsville, Missouri. Uh, my father was one of the PBA board members in the movie. I remember him showing me the check he got for 25 bucks. Well, that's a lot in 1970. No, it's not. <laughs> that's the quality of research I have for you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't for that guy's dad, we would have nothing. Okay, you see the guy on the left eating at the restaurant that Toothpick he's holding? My father worked for the company that manufactured that toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Only on LWAFLMOYT can you find this out. Now look, he's got his trophy in his hands, and he goes, M "Burgess Meredith, are you in there? Burgess Meredith? No, it's me, Jack Warden. We can't afford Burgess Meredith." <laughs> hey, kid! Look at him. He's—I don't think this guy's ever worn pants. You know, he's the kind of person, like, you can never not like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he looks like a lot of other character actors. Like, I get yeah. him and Vincent Cardellia mixed up. But Jack Warren is so funny. He was born he's... in Newark, New Jersey. Yay, us! 
Yeah, yeah, CA Jersey. I heard when he moved there, everyone rioted. It's true. <laughs> everyone brought those were the Newark riots. Yeah, this is, where's Warden? Fled. Uh, shouldn't make fun of the Newark riots. It's still too soon. It's too soon. That was when Martin Luther King died. It was true. Yeah. Well, is that sixty-three? When was it? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Because it was, it was him and Robert Kennedy that got assassinated that year. Oh, okay. So I was two years old. Uh, so that means fifty-seven years ago were the New York riots. It is enough time, Michael. Let the joke burn. So this director, he we saw two of his films, right? We saw uh, Los Angeles Lady and then, oh, King Vegas. of the Mountain, which is La Los Angeles. Yeah. So La we've watched Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and now, like, right. Chicago, Midwest. Well, it's, yeah, it's Illinois and, Saint, and, and, and Saint Missouri. Louis. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the topics he picks. You know what I mean? Like, they seem so insular, like the worlds. Like, whether you're a racer or you're a bowler, a professional bowler, or... Uh, so, like, in Las Vegas, Vegas Ladies, it was the the clique that were going to do the robbing. Right. It was the secret behind-the-scenes guy who turned out to be the boyfriend. It was the evil boss. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make... And, you know, you make such a great point in that movie, is that is the boss has henchmen who, like, I want you to go shoot this guy across the street. Oh, right. yeah, boss. And you're like, dude, you just work at the place. You don't have to leave the location. Right. The Remember stuff. he smacked the worker? Smacked him in his face. Like, it was a crime yeah. organization. He said, file something. Oh, look, he's at the ball shaving. Oh, there he is. There's the kid. Hey, That's hey right. kid. How did you go? Oh, looks like I said I won. Wahoo! Everybody <laughs> likes the kid. Kid, tell us how you did, but don't use a fucking bowling pun. Uh, uh, I gotta split. God damn you! <laughs> Spare me your bowling pins. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Bowling puns. Okay, so they just kissed on the lips. Yeah, well, they're they like each other. Well, these guys have yeah, kissed yet. but they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're boyfriend and flow. Waitress right. from Malice. It's yeah, or progressive or something. Oh well, yeah, right. Now flow is progressive. But back in the day, kiss my grits. Right. Kiss my grits, Mel. Clean shaven. Bowl haven. You know, uh, I got myself some boxers. Man, that is a ball haven. They just <laughs> they, they just... <laughs> now here we have the guy I noticed first in Splash. Right? Uh, I have Corn. I haven't seen Splash. Oh, really? That's a mistake. This is Richard B. Shaw, and he is George Taylor. He's the boss of the bowling alley. And from our show, he was in Cockfighter. Okay. Well, yeah, he definitely looks like one of those crazy mugs. Well, you must have seen him in private parts as the uh, father. Well, Howard Stern's father? Yeah. I order you. No, no, he was no, he was the DJ who went crazy. Um. Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. What about Clute? You remember Clute? Well, I don't. Yeah, remember you know. Part, I hate Clute. Listen, you really need to stop what you're doing right now and go watch Splash. Well, you know, you know the story that uh, Splash is on Disney Plus, uh -huh. and you can't see Daryl Hannah's 1983 booty. Really, they, the crack. He, 
they CGI'd Ivy over it. Oh, wow. That's dumb because that was part of the, you know, she come, she was at the Statue of Liberty, right? She comes out of the water and you saw the crack of her butt. And it was her. Come on, Disney. For history. Uh, show us a little Daryl Hannah butt from the 80s, huh? Don't make me watch. Uh, for, for posterity. The- Wait. Posterior for posterior, yeah, for posterior's sake. (laughs) (laughs) We want butts, yeah. So, I I should see it. I know, like, you know, I've heard this discussion before about the film is that it's like kind of inappropriate because, like, John Candy writes letters to Penthouse and stuff like that. Yeah, but John Candy's great, I think so. He did a volunteers with John Candy, uh, Tom Hanks. Did he do another movie? Not Stripes. Uh, no, uh, Tom Hanks. Was him and Tom Hanks were only in two movies, right? Volunteers and Splash. They were definitely in Splash together, and you need to see that film. Volunteers, yes. I'm not remembering. It's a Peace Corps uh, parody. Yeah, I love that film. Oh yeah, 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 I can remember. Yeah, that's a great film. That's but the thing. They the brainwashed film. John Candy, and he became like overzealous communist, and they were like so irritated with him. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the movie, they're speaking another language, and the characters look at the subtitles of the film. Like, <laughs> got ten minutes left of this movie, and they're doing subtitle jokes, and I'm just like, yeah, why not? You know. <laughs> now this is Karen Lee. She's the girlfriend. Her name's Ooh, Susan Michelle Piper. in real life. She looks like it, right? Yeah. For our show, she was in Concord Airport, eighty. Seventy-nine. Well, it is 79. That's right. I guess it was 80 in other places. It was, uh, they've started using, the sequel started using the year of release, and it was like every two years. I I have it written down here as 79, but for some reason I remember they made it 80. Yeah. Now this woman, her name is uh, Susan Blakely, and she she uh. hit in the towering inferno, really. Um, right. She was on Rich Man poor man and she got a golden globe it was like a big deal uh she was in the sylvester stallone arm wrestling movie over the top right with our boy with our boy stallone i gotta say about sylvester stallone it was so promising i mean he had done death race and he had been in like the um flatbush lords of flatbush but then when rocky came out Rocky was like a real fucking movie. It was a story, and it was written like by Barton Fink. You know, give me a boxing picture, and he spelled <laughs> it in this yarn. Yeah, like, John Allison, the director who directed One Night in Heaven, which we watched. Yeah. Also, then he went on to do Rambo: First Blood. Yeah, it wasn't Rambo. the best movie, but. Remember, there weren't any Rambo sequels in which he looked ridiculous and played up Vietnam, okay? It was just the first one. He was traveling through a city, went into the woods, right? Uh Uh-huh. So how promising this guy was. Then everything after that was crap. Tango and Cash, uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, uh, Judge Dredd, of course, in the 90s. Uh, Yeah, well, he... uh, Keep going. The one in which he's a cop in the future. Oh, Copland. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Copland is the exception, but I don't think it's oh, really Copland a Sylvester. Is not the exception. You're, you bought the hype. Because they're like, oh, he made an art house film. It's a Miramax film. But it wait, has- real, was it really making by, made by him? Because it's not star. No, no, no. He, he didn't direct it. He starred in it. 
Yeah, well, I think of that as a real film. I think that was a good film. You didn't think so? No, I just thought that was like a bunch of like premises. They just wound up a bunch of dolls and watched them scatter around, you know, chattering teeth. I, I, I didn't buy it at all. I mean, it, the idea of like corrupt New York City cops that yeah. rule New Jersey town is just so far-fetched. I don't know. I didn't buy it. I blame Salone. If it was oh, someone yes. else, I might have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Needed a better salesman. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you forgot. He didn't the like movie. the pitch. He didn't like that pitch. Have you ever seen the movie Party at Kitty and Studs, aka The Italian Stallion? No. Should I? Yeah. It's okay. a porn movie starring Sylvester with Sylvester Stallone in oh, it. Oh no, no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was this. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You can watch it on Red Tube. No, it I'm was, not uh, doing it. I'm not doing it. It was this great seventies uh, female porn director. I forgot her name. Gail something maybe, and she would introduce her films. But it was like. He was one of the party guests, and I think, like, this is, again, like, right. I read about these movies. There's a scene where <laughs> this woman breaks her uh, glass, and there's blood on her, his hand, her hands, or his hands, and they start licking it for, like, yeah. a long time. So yeah. he made this movie. He was in a lot of stuff. He was in Bananas, of course, with Woody Allen. Like, he was a New York City actor, and yeah. so he did this movie. And then when Rocky hit, they re-released the movie and called it The Italian Stallion, even though he's not... Oh, movie. really? That's yeah. a little cheap. Hey, if you had Stallone in your porn movie, you know, he wasn't fucking anyone, from what I understand, but... Yeah. Well, um... Jordan did that 90123... Oh, it's a Terminal Bliss, right? He could have spun yeah. to, uh... Jordan Allen, one of uh, the first movie Carl and I did. It's, it was shot in our hometown in the eighties, and we know Jordan and we like Jordan. Uh, but you know, he made a film in senior year of high school, and he had Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry. Trisha, that's it. And no, no, uh, Trisha, the later Trisha uh, Arnett. What's what's her name? And Sandra Bullock's footage ended up on the cutting room floor. You yeah. didn't know he had a star there. Yeah, that's that. What a crying shame for him. Yeah. Yeah, she shows up. She showed up in like a lot of bad movies, and those bad. If you ever want to watch Love Potion Number Nine, it's still there. Why? Because that's Andrew a good Bullock's film. That's a funny film. Oh my god! <laughs> for, this, for this show, it's a great movie. <laughs> okay, there's lots of. Um, I wouldn't call it insulting, but these two are the stereotype, right? You know, and the, I don't know. This film has no problem with that. He goes. The phone rings, goes, bring, bring, and uh, the guy from Splash, no, I shouldn't do that to him, uh, Richard Schull, Richard Schull goes, one, and he goes, no, this is two, hold on, I get one. Oh, there's one and two? <laughs> so he's yelling at him right now. Yeah. And they're just doing all in Spanish. You see how they make them goofs? They see the pins are coming out and they're not taking care of it. They're fighting with each other. Yeah. It's just, that's that's the script. Okay, so now he comes home. He's really tired. He goes and does the trophy thing with, uh, with Burgess Meredith. He goes and fixes the bowling lane. He his girlfriend fights with him. Now he's finally getting to sleep, and his girlfriend is like, you got to come to the bowling lanes now. <laughs> it's just showing, like, I don't know. Life is hard. This movie sucks, man. 
Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that like the seventies did have like a renaissance of professional bowling, bowling for dollars, uh, Sunday bowling shows, celebrity bowling. Do the expectations that they had, but I mean, it it okay. uh, The budget was two point nine million, and there was three point five four million for marketing. But I don't know how it did at the box office. I imagine it. There's no stories of like it bombed, you know. I don't know. Well, like when people do reviews on IMDb, are they like, I remember when this came out, or no? I I don't really look at the reviews on it. IMDb is like the first place you go to get the basic crap, and then you look up everything else from yeah. there, like the real story about the director and the you know the real filming location, like. Some some interesting bullshit. Uh, I love reading the user reviews. I, I think it's like uh, one of the last good remnants of old internet. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they'll say like a detail that you're not going to find in the trivia. Like, oh, I remember when this movie da-da-da. Or uh, someone might give me a fact. But yeah, it's it's also like, is this movie worth watching? And, yeah. you know. You know, you, you might be right about that because occasionally that's happened but it's usually when it's like in the first user comment and it catches my eye maybe i should give those things a try it gives you a good flavor of like especially when i'm trying to find a film like is this movie ultimately worth it uh-huh. you know if they're like oh it's crap and i'm like yeah if they're like holy fucking shit my eyes are still bleeding i'm like okay hang on <laughs> now carl can, uh just out of the blue where are you uh Okay. In this movie. I don't want to tell you that I am at 2535, 2537, 8. Okay. Okay, so right now they have a little dream together. You see, they're looking, they want to open their own falling alley. They wanted St. Louis, Missouri, but they found Peora, Illinois. And they're like, we don't have the money, but he goes, if I win the big championship, I could, you know, we get oh, the dude, money. Oh, yeah, well, have my dream bone yeah. out. So he takes, he, he's going to go put an option on it, the option to buy it. Like he, the owner cannot offer it to anyone else for three months. And it's going to cost him 10 grand. Oh, to hold it like that. Yeah. <laughs> then how much more money does he need to, to get a bowling alley? I don't, I've seen this movie many times, maybe, probably only four, and I don't know. I don't know. But I do know it's all the money he's got in the world, that 10000 So right now you're doing this weird montage, right? I wouldn't call it a montage. Right now he is... Just practicing? Yeah, but it's like he's giving him, Rocky, hold up your left! (laughs) Watch... That's it. From now on, you're going to be an... Well, you're not a southpaw anymore. You know, tying his hand behind his back. <laughs> Follow through with the ball. Straighten up your back. You know. Speaking of southpaw, this he's a right-handed bowler. <laughs> I meant that as a, ro- a Rocky reference. Yeah, no, I know. But, I, you know, as a left-handed person, I'm always obsessed. Well, you know how they call southpaw, right? Well, I'm beating South Jersey. It's not. All right, I'll spare you, Mike. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> what was uh Oh, have you ever seen a John Landis movie called Oscar? 
where Sylvester Stallone plays Snaps Provolone, a gangster whose daughter is getting married. Yes, yes. That was one of the ones that played at the Claridge when I worked there. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> you got to see people over and, and over and over and over. Well, I've seen that movie dozens. You know, I, I as much as I like John Landis, but I, I used to watch all his movies because I, I just think like American comedies, he kind of knows how to do them, but that movie was weird. Yeah, yeah. One thing I liked about Sylvester Stallone in that movie is that he isn't afraid of his height in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, normally, like, he's always the same height as people and is never flattering. In that movie, he's, like, petite and built, you know, and just running around, scrambling around. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, I really liked the premise uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, it's, you thought it was an autobiography. Your memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this is like a page torn out of my old life. <laughs> You're right. I, I, was a, I was a cop. And <laughs> one time my mother got involved in the caper. And Listen, if I had a nickel for every time someone said stop or my mom will shoot, I would have enough for a ticket to go see stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> Lot of nickels. <laughs> the thing is, if it wasn't the title of the film, that would have been a living catchphrase from uh, that film because yeah, right, yeah. You see how he has the spare? He got a spare. It's when she showed up. What the fuck, man? Girl, oh, women, huh? Yeah, at least that's what Harry thinks. You know, I miss the Fox Movie Channel when I had cable. I would watch it all the time. Fox Movie Channel? Yeah, the, I'm ahead of you, but the logo's going to pop up. Oh, you're ahead of me? Shit. I'm at, I'm at 30 minutes. I'm at 29.45. All right, we can live with 15 seconds. Kind of. I'll tell you what. Can you tell me? If, just just tell me when you get to 30.25. He's pointing 30, to... 25. He's pointing to something in the magazine. Okay, I will tell you when I get to 30.25. I'm sorry, audience at home. We it's not have a TV show already. You you want to hear us riff about a movie and not talk about Sylvester Stallone and and queuing up? And what again? Twenty five. Okay, it, well, I'm at twelve thirteen. I'm coming up on you now. Sounds good. Thirty minutes and twenty twenty one twenty two three four five. Great, thank you, man. I have a. I'm watching this on my new phone, and my new phone has a smart speaker assistant, mm-hmm. which always activates when I don't want it, and oh. it, it pauses videos to make sure that I don't want the other service. Great. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. They're kissing. Hold on a second. Oh, all right. Ooh, did they just fuck? Yeah. Because you know why? Because this guy's a winner. Anything he wants, it's at his fingertips. It's at his command. He's going to be a champion. All the girls like him. It's everything. Clean shaven. He's clean shaven. Do you think he's got his chest shaven, that bowl shaven? No, I think puberty gave him a shaven chest. Uh, Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson. Yeah, we know he's Otter from... uh, From Animal House. This movie was after Animal House. For our film, he was in Speed Zone. Big deal. But he was in Solar Crisis. Oh, right. An Alan Smithy film, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Uber wrote that shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it was Walter Hill who directed that movie. I might be mistaken. Oh, this is really interesting. He he is the lead voice role, the lead character in the animated series Johnny Quest, 64 and 65. 64 and 65? He, he must have looked boy. exactly Johnny Quest. Yeah. What a charm line. Okay, this same year of 1979, he will land in the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again. Rides Again. Yeah, left what you want, but then you're paying Disney Plus to have, to have that movie available. Great. <laughs> okay, it's the letter from the PVA. Mike, did you get in? Let's see. Did you get accepted to Berkeley? First choice? I don't want to be a spoiler. But heck no! You don't meet our minimum requirements, loser! Damn it. Well, we still have Montclair State as backup. Yeah, Montclair State, the application is your checkbook. <laughs> oh, you want to come like here? To go- oh, okay, you can, yes. Would you like to come? Click, check yes for yes, no for no. Right. I came out of high school with the 910 SATs, and Montclair State said, all right, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's good. Got, that's, that's, those are numbers. Your dad works here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are hired. Please make it out to MSC, Monkey State College. That, I hate when you call it that. Why, why, what, why do you have an alumni love for Montclair State College? Well, in the 80s, that had, Montclair State College had the best arcade in Montclair. Well, there was two arcades in Montclair. Yeah, we used to go to the student center. Yeah. It was the greatest. You're right about that. That was really cool. And then you you would hang out and stuff like that. Yeah, and you'd be on campus. I remember you being in college. Yeah, I actually had, uh, tried to smoke a cigarette <laughs> on the campus of Montclair State. Pretty cool. I was a teenager. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, in this movie, here we are in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, looks good. Picnic I thought we were hearing the theme song to this movie this a second time and it's like let me just remember what it's like jose simone right what's up with that picnic these picnic tables that's kind of a little rat right it's just st louis missouri picnic tables in 1979 well yeah around a roundabout wow that looks cool here it is for the top i won't stop I'm going to find my end of the rainbow. Reach for the top. I won't stop. End of the rainbow. It's catchy. I, I wrote a song for the changing lanes. Changing lanes. Dry my hands on the dryer. Turn and face the strange changing lanes. <laughs> hey, do you think that store sells shoes? Hose. The pack hose. The pack. I like uh, two hose, please. I'm serving myself shoes. Shoes. I'm sorry. I I read what I want to read. That isn't a dollar sign. It's an ass. Yes, sir. Top dollar hose. Top dollar hose. Okay, so he's not accepted into the PBA, so he's like, this is fucking bullshit. So he's going to, like, barge in on the PBA meeting. And they'll uh-huh. have vote and say, yes, he can be in. I meet your minimum requirements. Hell, I beat this guy. Don't they throw him in the gutter? Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at that typewriter. It's state of the art. Really? Yeah, good point. 
Oh, yeah. those pins are defective. Look at that. They're yeah. cut in half. They're, they're time traveling pins that get caught in, in matter when they went. Oh, that's what they rematerialize? Yeah, they got stuck in the wall. <laughs> Star Trek's greatest fear. One time that happened in my foot, and uh, it took, I was there for days. Did, was there ever a Star Trek episode where they like uh, teleported to a tree or into a wall or something? No, there. No, there's ones in which they teleport into nothing because they don't make them materialize. So they're just out there in in a beam of space. And there's another one in which like the transporter doesn't work. It, it, like two things were. I don't know. It it was a Vulcan who died. It was the first movie. Um, oh. There is one time when it made a double. The transporter made a double of Kirk. He became he was like an evil Kirk. Really? Yeah. And there was this one great episode called Mirror Mirror in which the transporters, they materialize, but in a different, like a parallel universe with the, the, the Federation was an empire. That's, that sounds like a Harlan uh, Ellison story right there. Mm -hmm. Look, he goes, I beat this guy. And he goes, is Dick Weber's like, is that right, Roy? He beat you. And he puts his head down in shame. In shame. Pull your head. He goes, look at my tie. This is a wide tie. I deserve to be in this. Yeah, look at the haircuts. Talk about bowl cuts, huh? Yeah. Bowl I'm so nervous. I'm acting like I'm nervous. I'm waiting. I'm in a waiting room. You see me tapping my foot here? What happened? What did they say? Oh, he's taking his tie off. Yeah. yeah it, it, the director's making it look like I didn't get it. So he can go, you got it! <laughs> I, I'm actually grateful you're spoiling this movie for me because this movie sucks. This movie is like every sports film. His it's the only sports film I've ever seen in which the guy's a winner the whole time. This gotta be like it, I've seen a lot of action films where the guy will never die and he kind of smirks his way. You you've seen Hobbs and Shaw, right? Yes. Where they're looking at each other and gagging around while they're beating up people. You know they're never gonna die just unrealistic but maybe that's okay okay that's right. this is spider all right and he's basically a sleaze who's after you know trying to get laid all the time that's what that's his whole character he's a uh, trying to get with the girls he does that's have his best his name's matt clark and you probably know his face westerns yes definitely westerns uh chester the bartender in 1990 and back to the future part three and lots of TV. Oh, my God. That was the Western one. Uh, the Legend of the Lone Ranger. But oh. he was in Adventures. Of, you know, he was in Buckaroo Banzai. Um, Heat of the Night. Was he, uh, was he a renegade? What was, what, this, what was the name of uh, Banzai's crew? Oh, um, the Adventures of Buckaroo across like the Eighth Dimension. I don't remember. I think I do remember I that film pretty well, but yeah, I only remember. I saw it two years ago, and I saw that was. Laugh while you can, the monkey boy. No, I, our dear friend Jonathan Second and I. That was the first time I got really drunk. We went and we bought, we got a suitcase of beer, and then we went to uh, Fonseca's house. It's the high school. We had a video set recording of Bonsai. And we proceeded to drink so much beer that we couldn't watch the movie. And then we just uh, played in the snow at the Pathmark parking lot by his house. Wow, that's that's a, a high school thing to do. <laughs> Very high school thing to do. 
Now, listen, he was in a movie you need to see immediately. They outlawed Josie Wales. I heard about that. That's about yeah, a whale. Yeah, yeah. Mike, see that movie. What's wrong with you? I'm a pale rider guy. He was in The Beguiled. Did you Do you know that one? Uh, is it Clint Eastwood? Because no. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh, man. I guess you just have a Clint Eastwood vacuum in your life. I do. Uh, on purpose. Well, what about um, the ones he did in San Francisco? Uh, you know, the gun uh, one. Yeah. Dirty Harry. Punk. Yeah, Dirty Harry. What about those? Yeah. Well, Dirty Harry is great. Uh, if you ever okay. see Zodiac, you get to see the cops get pissed off at, at watching it because it was a ripoff of Zodiac. Uh -huh. kind of loosely based uh, Scorpio. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, but that's, that's a great. I mean, he's in Kizar Stadium, like putting his, his foot to the guy's neck. And uh, that was good. And then what was the second one? The Enforcers or uh, Sudden Impact or some bullshit? There's one with Time Daily. Uh, one with Time Daily. There's like a secret cabal of San Francisco cops that are even more fascist than right. Dirty Harry. And then you thought Dirty Harry should be in it. And he's like, the system stinks, but until something better comes along, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, right. They get pissed off. You know, we're missing this film and that's okay. Okay. Yeah, I you know. Oh, I love our show, but there's some times where we just don't. We, you, you know, some movies are so bad you need somebody in the room, and that's what we did. <laughs> now she is a very sexy woman, and Spider, of course, will go after her. Are you having tea during our show? Yeah. Are you making Hello. Legos like? Um, Brumba? I'm in the studio. Brumbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I miss Paul Brumbaugh. I do too. I like the comedian countdown thing, but he was no, it's comedian countdown thing is good. It's like we introduce the show, and uh, it's like you break away and come back. Yeah. I don't know, it's nice. But I just, I wish Paul. Maybe we could just have him on as a guest if he'd be into it. I'll find out. Uh, yeah, if he's into it. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it as that. Okay, so, so I don't know. Should I tell you what's going on? Right now, the spider was hitting on every girl, and the only one that kind of responded, I guess she thought that they were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and now she's seeing him with this sexy girl. Oh, man, that is a good shot. Oh, my yeah, God. Nice shot. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. Of wow. course, we're talking about pool. Oh, is this movie about pool now? Girl, look at that angle. Wait, wait, look at that angle. Mm -mm. It's, I mean, the camera angle. Now, I know, yeah, very sharp angles. Uh, we were from Montclair, New Jersey, and Montclair, New Jersey had a gigantic bowling alley at one point. Yeah, yeah, that's on, was it on Bloomfield Avenue above? Yeah, uh, yeah, by the art museum. Right, 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 right. We had an art museum, a consumer electronics, and a bowling alley. And in the bowling alley, there was like a recruitment station. Yeah, the there was an army recruitment station. That's right. And you there know, was I got a bar. I got a call in high school, senior year. Hi, Mike. This is Sergeant whatever from the recruitment station at the bowling alley. I just want to confirm our appointment. <laughs> appointment? What appointment, sir? Oh, well, uh, your mother made you an appointment. She did? It's for yeah. today at 4. No, it wasn't my mother. It was the Boy Scouts. He had the, got a mailing list. <laughs> wow, those jerk fascists. But so besides the bowling, like a good bowling alley has a bar, and that's where you hang out. That's you know, the draw. A, that's a dirty little secret of bowling. That's the draw. Yeah, 
Because, like, it's not just a bar. It's, like, a full-on countertop, so you can have lunch there, you know, like, and you can just sit and have beer. And so that bar food. And so you have a few, and then you go bowl a few, and it's fun to bowl a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, like, when I when I moved to the Upper Haight before uh, Amoeba Records opened up, Amoeba Records was a, a Haight Street Bowling. And they had, uh-huh. like, punk rock bowling. But there was a bar in the bowling alley. And when I lived in the neighborhood, I would just go to that bar. That's cool. I like, never pull, but it was a nice, quiet place, and for for most of the tables, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was classy. I mean, it was an upper. I mean, I hated it, but it was an upper hate. Oh yeah, it was upper hate. Now it he's like, lower. okay, so Harry is back, and he put down the option. We're gonna be bowling, dudes. We're gonna have a bowling lean. All you gotta do is do your part and win. No problem, Harry. And now the girlfriend's gonna be like. When were you telling me this? Yeah, right. Looks, he's mad. You're going to Peoria? Well, you can come with me. Jack Warden. Don't ask me first. Do you think Jack Warden walks around with with luggage, regardless of what he's wearing? <laughs> right, because it just looks the part with that kind yeah. of hat on. That hat on. You can't wait to take the hat off. Yeah. yeah put that on the luggage and take my hat off. It's like a hat you would wear in the islands. It's not a cowboy hat. It's 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 brim is big enough. It's grubby chic. <laughs> it's grubby. Shabby chic. chic. That's a good way to put it. Ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. Back when suits and hats meant something. Now this Dick Weber, this famous uh, bowler, was instrumental in helping Tim Matheson like know how to do it and make a style that looked real, you know. I yeah. mean, he was in a bowling – Tim Matheson was in a – he kept score for bowlers. He made $10 a night. Um, he doesn't really have any connection. He had to start learning how to bowl as soon as they cast him in this. And he spent months. And And Dick Weber's son, for some reason, was his coach. Um, well, I guess Tim Matheson wanted a little dick. Well, the thing was, he didn't really need to be a good bowler. He just needed to have the cool look, you know, the, he had to do his swing right and do the, who cares if it really hit, you know, but many times in this film, he's shot from behind and he's striking. Well, you know, I don't really expect him to be bowling. The thing is, if, you know, we don't know how many, you know, take five. Now, do you, he looks like a real bowler. I mean, when he walks, it looks like he has 10-pound balls. <laughs> That's right. It really does. And that hat he wears, that English hat, it's a bowler. It's a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever call up the bowling alley and ask if they had 10-pound balls? <laughs> yes. I have done that. Uh, and I've asked uh, if your your computer, if your refrigerator was running. I've done that one. Have you called the chicken basket? Remember the chicken basket? <laughs> no, but you used to, right? Yeah. It's, and ask, like, how big the breasts were. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, one time, me and James Higgins, we looked up, uh, we just were looking up dirty words in the phone book, and we came across uh, somebody penis. It was Penas, Mrs. Penis. So we called her. How about <laughs> Mrs. Penis? <laughs> She's like, it's Penas. That's my uh, lady voice today, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
That lady killed herself shortly thereafter, Carl. No, she was laughing, and she goes, people always get that wrong. You're naughty little children. Now lose my number. <laughs> she was having a good time. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> well, well, I think last time I went bowling was in Japantown. Uh-huh. There's a there's, there's an also, alley. Yeah, um, and also the Presidio is you know it was a military base that became private land and uh, or decommissioned I guess, but mm-hmm. they had a bowling alley uh, for the servicemen. And I think it's still open. Like office was closed or something. Yeah, it used to be like there was always a bowling alley. Yawn. Why are we watching a movie about bowling? Talking about bowling. I mean, it's not exactly up my alley. <laughs> oh, man, we're running out of bowling puns, Carl. The movie's not even over yet. Now, Spider saw them fight, okay? So Absolutely. he's over the house, sniffing around for pussy. And she's like, help me get his things out of here. And he's like, oh, no problem, darling. Long comes the spider. <laughs> That's right. And his name is Delbert. And at this one time, she goes, damn it, Delbert. And he goes, Delbert? I w-. He goes, if I will live to 40 years old, I will never understand women. <laughs> now, the movie will get good here for like a minute 20. No, maybe two minutes and a little. I don't know how long. The, the movie's going to get good. We should even turn up the sound. Okay. Uh, not yet, because they got to go inside and have a, a like, Walter White fight Skyler scene. Oh, like Breaking Bad, Walter White? It's, I'm just saying, it's a relationship thing, and he's kicking, he's kicking him out. I need to be number one in your life, not bowling. Take this stupid trophy. I'm not competing with bowling. <laughs> Isn't it? You had that conversation. Sandy gave you that conversation, but it was Pogs. <laughs> I'm not going to compete against Pogs, Carl. <laughs> uh, refra- what is Pogs? What is that? It's pineapple, orange juice, guava. Those are the little bottle cap games where you... Uh... <laughs> is it akin to, like, cup stacking? <laughs> yeah. They're little circular things. You, you stack them up, and then you try and knock them down and collect them. I'm not, I'm not being second to Pogs or your manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, how many vacuum okay. cleaners do they have? Go ahead and turn the trailer. volume up now. It'll, the movie will get good. I'll come get it later. He, he, she wants that car out, which hasn't driven in two years. All right. Oh shit! Yeah, he just knocked Spider's on. car over. Keep the sound on because they're gonna fight. All right, well, you can turn this thing off now. But okay, now the movie's gonna go back to dumb. Okay, he's How is it? To, now he really should be driving to Chicago. You see, she can't come with him to Chicago because she starts fights and then he bowls bad. You know, so forget it. You're not coming with me. And then it's like, if I'm not coming with you, then we're breaking up. Yeah. It's like, don't be crazy, girl. And she's like, but I am crazy. Somebody scripted this. Somebody wrote this into the script. And I'm a crazy person. And look, as soon as he's gone, she's crying. She regrets it. I mean. Right. 
He wants him to turn around and say, okay, honey, you're more important to me than Bolin. So he, of course, goes to Burgess Meredith's little shack there. Because he's got to put his stuff somewhere. He's like, you haven't even left yet. You're going to be exhausted for the tournament. Yeah, he's always thinking about the game. Burgess Meredith, he's just, it's all about the match. That's right. Because he's reading a newspaper. God, this guy's such a character actor. Yeah, right? Right. yeah. I want you. I want you to chase this chicken. Chase this chicken. All the good bowlers get you. The grease lightning. If you could chase this chicken. Do you remember that from Rocky? Oh, he had to chase the chicken. No, I don't remember. That. Oh, you don't. He goes. Oh. He goes. What are we doing out here? I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab a chicken. You can't catch this chicken. If you can catch this chicken, you're grease lightning. <laughs> Oh no, no. Okay, so I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. Well, did you see Krieg? Creed? Creed? I saw Creed. I haven't seen Creed too. I do want to see it. I know that uh, Michael B. Jordan is directing himself in the third movie, Creed Three. Uh, well, in Krieg, uh, Creed. How do you say Creed? Creed. It's a good movie. To hit so, him and test Stallone says you got to chase this chicken. He goes, what I got to chase chicken for? So he puts the chicken down, and the kid, what's his name, the actor? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, like, turns himself, positions himself, and makes a beeline chase, and just picks, he sort of scoops the chicken up. And he's like, Rocky's like, yeah, make these chickens as fast as they used to be. (laughs) You don't remember that scene? Uh, Look, all I remember is that uh, Tessa uh, Thompson is uh, sitting there, and she's like, jaw, jaw. We say jaw a lot. Remember that scene they're eating? Tessa Thompson? The, you mean the, the uh, Adrian? Yeah, the Adrian in the movie. She was in not in that movie. She had died, remember? Creed. No, 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 I'm talking about <clears throat> Creed's love interest. Okay. Oh, right. I, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, so the director's doing terrible stuff here. As you know, he's late to get out because of the girlfriend fight. Then he's late because he just dropped his stuff off instead of leaving it in his car. And now he's down at the side of the road. How tough is it for him, right? But the thing is, our hero is a winner. So, of course, he'll get picked up by a truck. Immediately. And then the truck will CB another truck. Is that the word? To the CB band, gonna go. Hey, good buddy, we got us a. You know who got can her. take him the other way for his bowling championship? So they hook up at a coffee. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, good buddy, we got a bowler. The people are checking their CB dictionary. What the fuck is a bowler? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, the CB glossary. What's it say? Suits, suits, America. Uh, some company suits America. It's clothes. So, um, botany suits America. So, uh, what about his car? He just abandoned it. And he loves that car. He bought it from this trophy, from his money uh, winnings. All right, never mind. Who? Why should I care about this, Bill? No, doesn't that, that truck have to go? We got to go to prices Right. We got to get the host a suit. Remember they always say at the end of the talk show? Suits provided by Richard Dawson. Suit provided by Botany 500. Right, for free. Yeah. 
da, da, da. Make it to the top. I won't stop. Gonna find my end of the rainbow. Make it to the top. What well, song again? There you go. Sorry, sorry, I didn't have any gas or grass. Right. But if he did, if it was that kind of film, he would get it because see, he's switching trucks now because they call the you know, hey, good buddy. We're gonna get it to help you win that contest. This is totally unbelievable. There hasn't been a single orangutan in a truck at all. I know they don't know truckers of the seventies like we do. You need like a Clyde or a bear. The bear. Do you remember when BJ had a orangutan in his car and he called it a bear? That's right, BJ and the bear, and that was straight off that movie too. It was named after like a professional coach, like a, a football coach, bear. Something. Ah. BJ and the bear. BJ and the bear. That sounds like a horrible weekend camping. Oh, it sounds like the greatest gay porn movie ever. <laughs> oh, bear. Yeah. That's yeah, it. and BJ. Dude, I'm doing the heavy lifting today. No, I was with you on the BJ from the start. That's why I was going to be a hell of a camper, but you were better. You threw in the, be the bear. God, that mustache must have retired uh, early. Well, this guy doesn't like him because he was the one he busted in on and ruined his yeah. So he made it there and it's like, you're late. You missed the rules. You're rub, 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 That Here's the guy he beat to get here. And he goes, by the oh. way, he didn't tell you about the so-and-so rule. And he goes, well, well, what's the so-and-so rule? He's trying to like freak him out, you know, psych him out. God, I miss fucking lockers. Remember, like, before 9-11, if you wanted to leave some secret suitcase, yep. you go to the airport? Yeah. The Greyhound Terminal? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really neat. The idea that you would want to leave something as you got on the train and went somewhere, yeah. kind of weird. But uh, that was the service it provided, and you could just, you know, get shorty. You could just drop off something for someone. Yeah, I don't think it was, like, so they were originally meant for, you're absolutely right. I would go to uh, Penn Station. I would leave something in a locker, and then I would take the Amtrak or something. Yeah, and then I take the Amtrak to Boston, and then when I come back, I pick up my stuff. It actually, doesn't make any sense. Yep, it doesn't make any sense. We're gonna do what they say can't be done. We got a long way to go, and going over the top time to get there. Oh, sweet Lord, I'm just a bowler. Uh, yeah, remember Howard, uh, what's his, Les Nesmith, no, uh, Dr. Johnny Fever last episode, he was a lover of Janis Joplin. Oh, Munchie Strikes Back, he was singing right. Janis Joplin? He, yeah, he was uh, arrested, he spent a lot of time in San Francisco, he knew her there, he got arrested for pot in 66. Are you talking Johnny about Howard Nesman? I thought you were talking about Munchie, the character he plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think any woman would. Well, actually, he does make things appear, right? I don't think anyone would want to fuck. I don't. I don't think anyone wants to fuck Munchie. No, it's a kids a, movie. No one's got a human. Munchie. Well, there's other puppets in the sea. <laughs> yes, right. Like, uh, like. Who would I bang? Mrs. Pig, Miss Piggy. Okay, 
So this is um, like, you know, you're dumb to break up with Spider, and I know, and I don't know. This movie sucks, man. This movie's stupid. I have to say, like, this director is strange. We're two-thirds into this movie, and nothing's really happened. Yeah. He made it the, you know, like, the third act is just going to be this contest. But that's it. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, there's more to come. He's going to go win something that gets him he to to have the 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 round that's the big shot to to beat the big you know he got into the PBA he's going to be in the big one he's going to go up against all of that the the um champion league bowlers i don't know and he'll win it all so we got a ways to go unfortunately the one time i was watching fox uh movie channel and the the president of fox movie channel was uh hosting Anthem of the Paradise, and he's like, "That's where I met my wife, Jessica Harper." Really? Yeah. I think she was there, like modern day. Just, just it was a Harper or Lang, I forget. I do. I I I I I. He said he 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 uh he saw the movie and he fell in love with her, and when they they got married. Um, I think that um. Who was it in me, myself, and Irene? Renee Zellweger. I think she married that singer without really knowing him. No, oh, what was it? Lyle Lovett. Somebody saw the movie um, to, to, uh, McGuire, you know, the yeah, Jerry McGuire. Jerry McGuire. And then they fell in love with the character and asked Ren Renee Zellweger to marry. And she said yes, and of course she's not. She's an actress. She wasn't the person. Don't you know this story? No, I guess not. They got divorced almost right away. But why would Renee say yes? Who knows? Maybe she's in character. Okay, so what's happening now is a fight. It's basically, you know, why don't you leave him alone? Let him bowl. Um, you can't leave him alone because you're a washed-up loser, you know, because losers teach. Those who can't do teach, and it's hurting his heart. You know, he really. Look how pain he is. He's breathing through his mouth. <laughs> He's such a good actor. He will bowl on his own solo and have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So does she show up to the to the finals, or does she yeah, just stay the here? Short answer is yeah. I mean, so the spoiler is yes. They will mend by that point. He's like, the warden's dead. I watched him die in the lane. Right. Well, see, that's the weird thing. He doesn't die in the lane. He's alive at the hospital, but we never see when he dies, but he does die. It's a very bad choice in, in the writing to not... Of course you're going to show us the death of Burgess Meredith, you know? Right. But they don't. Don't you think this is a good direction with the camera panning back? I would... Um, I guess this film had a serious cinematographer. This film had a serious budget. Everyone who worked on this film thought it was going to be a big success. I yeah. read this Robert Ebert um, review of it, and he had gone out to Hollywood and talked with the marketing person. The marketing person was like, "There's this many bowlers in in the United States, and this, and if each one brings a friend, and he was like, this is going to be bigger than Star Wars. I mean, they were all believing. God. Yeah. Didn't I happen don't think this way. film tanked, but okay. If he, who's resetting the pins if he keeps 
Who's watching the bowling alley? She's the only one there. No, he, he, keeps, there. <clears throat> he keeps missing. Okay, she's in the car, and she's feeling guilty. So she's going to go back in. For, for some reason, the director intercuts this with the uh, game he's doing. I, I don't well, know good. if it's a good choice, but he does Seven, it. Television, televised bowling from the 70s, what a treat, right? Like the audience members are all unique, and uh, they're dead serious when they bowl. <laughs> Except for celebrity bowling, that they, they kind of make jokes. Yeah, celebrity bowling was a gimmick. Yeah. So look, he sees him bowling on his own, and it's like not doing very well. He, you know, he's a fat guy now. He can't. He's remembering his form, but so he will stress himself and give himself a heart attack. He, he gets shocked by her. And she thinks that she's responsible for the heart attack. Well, I mean, why is he bowling if not because he was shaken up by what she said? Right. You're a loser. You, you, you can't do. You just teach. Ah! Uh, oh, the script said my heart hurts. Is it hard? Oh, my arm is tingling. I saw toast. Am I doing this right? And roll them. I'm, I'm acting. So he's, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll call a doctor. She's really sorry. She's got the nitroglycerin pill. Whoa, nitroglycerin pills. That's old school. No, no, that's no, that's my cyanide. Oh, these nitroglycerin pills taste like Altoids. Fuck. Uh, it's a placebo. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are they flammable? Like, can you light a nitroglycerin? That's pill? a great, great, great question. Good question. That would be really interesting. I mean, boom. God, I, when did they stop selling those over the counter? What is that flaming ice cream, but like burnt Alaska, right? Yeah, baked Alaska. Baked Alaska, right. So you're having your nitroglycerin pill, and then your wife gives you a spoonful of, taste this, honey. Stop him. You know, I used to I used to serve like flame flambe uh, at the uh, catering you, job. I'm sorry, just for the film. For yeah. The, did you see the slide he did? The rock star slide. Yeah, the rock star slide. He's a rock star. Yeah. I think that they really should have done more of that sort of thing, just to give us something to look at already. You know. So he wins this while we watch his uh, mentor have a heart attack. That's that's the dramatic, the dramedy here. Yes, and the girlfriend is all wrapped up in it because she has some real guilt feelings that she doesn't deserve. Uh, so look, he's got his car back, the car he abandoned on the side of the road. Oh, he's driving back. He's, is this trophy in the passenger seat? Yeah, he takes it with him to show everybody, but they're all gloomy, unlike the beginning. Right? Yeah, and that's he doesn't right. know why. So he goes to show it to Jack, but Jack's not there. It isn't Jack, it's Harry. Sorry. Jack Warden. Yeah, okay. That's Look, at why I said yeah. Look at these video games from the 70s. No one's even touching them. <laughs> Look at the pro shop, man. You could buy a shirt. Yeah. It's got pictures of bowlers. There's no Harry, though. Yeah, and he's got to tell him Harry's at the hospital. So he goes and finds. Remember, they horribly fought. She kicked him out of the house. He knocked the car into the, you know, they're seeing themselves for the first time here. So. He really I brought mean, the trophy? 
Yeah, because they put it down there. Jack Warden said that that's what he wanted. He goes, I'll give you this trophy for coaching me. And he goes, no, I want the next one, the one that's going to get you to the championship. So I guess that's why he brought it. But he oh, always uh, brings it. But he brings it, he just drops it off in the hospital. Like, you know, it's kind of rude. Rude? Uh, if I came into a hospital with a bowling trophy, right? Oh my God, Michael, this is a movie. What he's doing is presenting. Look what, you, look what we did. We did this together, boss. You'll see in a minute. I got, I got some bad news about Harry. Do uh, you want to sit down? Well, no, no. Let me just put my bowling trophy down here in the, in the waiting room. Is there a, a like countertop reserved for trophies that you can place? <laughs> oh, I will have none of this. Uh-huh. Got it. I just flew back from college. You know, they're not black um, nuns' outfits because they're nurses. They're nurses, yeah. They're Look at that gun he's bringing in there, right? <laughs> what, right his arms? Those are, those are guns, all right? Oh, two guns, right? That's how he does yeah. it. Hey, are, aren't you Jack Warden? May I do a selfie? Now's not the time. Thank you. Click, click. <laughs> not the time. Kate, I'm in the hospital bed. <laughs> Just one selfie was recorded. Thank you, Jack. <clears throat> If you if you object, just raise your hand. Kid, kid, I can't, I can't. I can't. Oh, it looks like looks like you're not objecting. Thank you, Vincent. I'm not Vincent. That's now you see how he's alive, right? We're not going to see him again. This is the last scene we see him again, and I don't even know when we hear that he died. So he's moving on, though. He's like, I got to keep going with my life. Uh, no, uh, as a matter of fact, right now he's reflecting with the girlfriend. Maybe I ought to give up bowling and you and me just get married and, you know, saying everything the girlfriend wants. And then he's like, she, it's lukewarm, but she's the one who's, no, it's really, hit. she's like, do you really want that? And he's like, I guess not. Let me hear. Is that what you want? She says. <laughs> That's what this movie's chock full of, and it's good the sound is off. Oh, I know. Like, no disrespect to Bill Conti, but jeez, tone it down. Bill Conti did the music. Yeah, but I'm saying like he's they're they're acting and the music's you know dramatic. Yeah, there's well. mellow. It's just look at this poorly done self-reflecting scene. We must be around 45 minutes. Let me look at this. Oh my God! I've never seen a T-shirt no, like that without like, letters on it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Carl says, "I would customize my T-shirt." No, I I think uh, like an Izod, or you know, back then they didn't have advertisements on their clothes. Remember? Oh no, there's got to be Star Star Wars T-shirts and. But you uh, would see like, do you remember you used to see like Mister Bubbles? Yeah, right. Well, you know, that was like they, the first time there was like a commercial, but the next thing you know, it's Adidas and Nike, and everyone's wearing shirts that say brand names. Yeah, I used to. I watched the Bad News Bears trilogy, and you know, the the one of the kids, the the big kid, he's like, you know, 
they would they have these custom t-shirts where they would have phrases on it like you know now uh, mr wonderful or whatever but by the third movie when they go to japan there's one kid who's like a born-again christian every t-shirt is a customized shirt that says either jesus saves or you know oh. or a picture of christ on it and actually one kid who's the grandson of gummo marks uh he has a t-shirt that says jews for jesus really yeah I like a customized jesus is like really a christian or well of course it is but i'm saying it's like a, um it's a trick <laughs> well you can't you can't argue that logic carl <laughs> okay He's so first. this is this is the custom ball we were talking about rocky at the time in which he was given it to him so it's like a symbolic you know like so is he dead is jack warden dead maybe I don't know. He act. He's acting like he is, and we'll never see him again. Right. He's not one of the the regulars either. That's a nice angle, right? Mm -mm. Oh yeah. Well done. Yeah. Professional cinematographer, right now. Ooh, that is a great shot. Um, the, you know the cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's dated. It's seventies, but you know, you got got to give it up for the classic. <laughs> those slacks she's wearing yeah yeah all the clothes are like very nondescript but i mean the slack is perfect for what it shows off yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. come on mike come on we're just come, come on with me come down this path oh i'm going that way look at this guy he's like i'm sitting in your desk with my feet on your desk power move <laughs> no he's the boss he's the big boss oh i see yeah, the whole thing, he offers him a partnership with the thing, and he declines it. it was, it's kind of doesn't make sense for the plot. Uh, oh, so he could be, he could have his own bowling alley with this guy. Well, no, he's he's saying, how about I sell you a portion of Bullshit Lanes? Oh, really? That's Mr. Call me Frank! <laughs> he's, you know. Go ahead, oh, turn man. it on. He's pitching him. I'm looking at Tim Madison Cleavage right now. Yeah, that's right. And there's no chest hair, right? Wasn't that the movie of chains and chest hair? And you're yeah. Italian. Oh, I did it again. I hit the I hit the person. I damn it, Mike. We have an audience at home. I know. Well, I got to keep it going. A minute okay. fourteen and five. A minute fourteen okay. and ten. Okay, I'll, I'll catch up. I'm not that far. Okay. So basically, it's declined, and he's got no problem with it. Now they're friends again. I'm at uh, a minute fourteen twenty-two. A minute fourteen. You'll catch up, right? Yeah. Want me to tell you a certain time? Uh, just tell me the time you're on. I'm at one fourteen forty-two. Okay, I'm at thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six. So somehow you're ahead of me. It's it's working. So yeah. good luck in Chicago. Thank you too. Yeah, right too. Now look, look at the, how how friendly they are. You know, mm mm mm. I think people in bowling alleys are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did a, a show in a bowling alley. Uh -huh. and, uh, it was good. Like every, it was in the bar, and it was packed. The guy who ran the show, uh, Miles, uh, he had like his name Ryan Fires, so it would be like Miles likes fire. I forget. He was a good guy, and it was a good uh -huh. show. And 
but it was just nice because you know it was in the middle of nowhere technically and everyone in town was like psyched to see a comedy show in the bar and yeah, it was like standing room cool. and it was good i don't know i get to use a bathroom i like using the bathroom in bowling alleys they're cool <laughs> what else you get the biorhythm machine you remember the biorhythm machine you stick your finger in yeah and yeah 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 it? And there would be the um, the horoscope one. Okay. Oh, name right. other bowling movies. What's that? Name other bowling movies. Oh, well, there's Kingpin. Yes. Which is very clever because you figured they would go with a pun about balls, but said they did pin. Right. Right. They went right to mm -hmm. the right, right to the dick. And um, it had Bill Murray in it. Yeah. Oh, and that was like Randy Quaid's last good movie. Oh, was it? I mean, he was great in that. He was goofy in that, but that was his job. But what's that the other bowling movies? Oh, oh, hang on. There's Kingpin and there's um, Kingpin. No, wait. Well, give me a hint. Uh, I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. I know that song. Okay. That creep can roll. Okay, yeah. okay. Just uh, go ahead, tell me. All right, all right. Nobody's trying to scam anybody here. No, you're just looking for a free handout. Why can't I figure it out? Uh, okay, it's <laughs> it's the Big Lebowski. Oh, right, of course. Oh, yes, that song, of course. God, how weird. It's a cult movie, and people know that movie by heart, and I can even figure it out. I know it like you know Godfather. I don't really know Godfather that well. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, but... You so. Listen, I'll tell you this. It's like... Sometimes you love something so much that you don't want to memorize it. And then I purposely kind of, like, half-listen, you know, just so it'll be kind of fresh when I see it. Again. Then Fredo to take you as a Mickey Mouse nightclub. That's the way Pop wanted it. Not the way I wanted it! You know every line <laughs> of that movie. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I recognize it. It's like doing doing the prayers. I could do the first, the Brukata and Anayel Hainan part. Both love. All right, I want you to tell me the part where, gosh, we're not listening to the movie. I, I'm going to interrupt when sucks. the cops come in. I'm going to interrupt when, uh... okay, I want you to tell enough. me the scene in which, okay, you, you do the rest of it, right? Michael Corleone, okay. I mean, yeah, Michael Corleone says, they want to have a meeting with me, right? Let's set the Rain meeting. meeting. Oh, look at it. Oh, look at our little baby boy, huh? Hey. hey. Oh, yeah, insult you. Oh, he goes, and then we'll kill him. Whoa. Listen, I don't want my brother to walk out of the bathroom with his dick in his hand. Just his dick in his hand. <laughs> oh, I heard a great story. Some woman was saying that she had a job and uh, there was a guy that was angry that the meeting started late. And he's like, I'm uh -huh. just sitting here with my dick in my hands. <laughs> and that day, he was fired. Ah. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> okay, now we have the big, big championship. And that's the real-life Dick um, uh, Morris. Dick Weber. Weber. And oh, he's the real-life bowling guy. And it's going to go up against him. Okay, so, you know, it's a typical sports movie. Everybody's watching at home. He's like, oh, I'm not going to try to beat Dick Weber. I'm just going to try to beat the pins, you know. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The YouTube title for this movie says, Dreamer, Dick Weber stars in this 1979 movie. 
Right, because it's yeah. more about bowling than the film. It's oh, that's another example of how the I internet just thought, was. You know, I got another bowling for you. Okay, uh, great. That's you want to give your hand. No, but what happened to? Uh, we have a black black exploitation film to cover. No, no, no. I, I just thought of another bowling movie. The, oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. Let me write. Hey, it. I'll give you. Do you want me to give you a hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this red stuff I'm drinking, it's really good. Is is it Kool-Aid? Did you put Kool-Aid in there? It's There Will Be Blood. You ever seen the movie There Will Be Blood? James, James, um, yeah. And he goes, if I have a milkshake. Right, the milkshake. you have a milkshake. I'm going to drink your milkshake. He had a bowling alley. He had his own bowling alley. Yeah. And at the end, he beats up that, that asshole. Uh, the twin, the twin. Yeah. With the pin. Yeah. That's, that's good. good example. I mean, that's a stretch, though, to call it a bowling movie, but it has a bowling scene. And, and we saw what Werewolf of Washington. Remember yeah. the, the White House had a private bowling lane in that movie? Right. I do remember that. <clears throat> if we ever get a TV show and we have to do movies that have no, you know, nobody's got the copyright, we got to yeah. do we got to do which one? Oh, we're, that we're, one has we're, nobody owns the rights to that. Nobody owns the rights. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, look, the cops show up. They're looking uh -oh. for Dreamer. And the reason is his vehicle, a vehicle registered him, to, is blocking a major waterway. Like it, it floated, what? it jammed up the, but like between the, you know, when the river got narrow. So he left his car. And then he got his car, but his car also went into the riverway. And no, the cops he, were... Okay, so he had his new car, and the car that didn't work for two years, she was like, I want it out of here. So he smashed it into the... Oh, river. right, into the riverway. I remember that. I thought so that the was... cops show up, and they're like, a car registered to, you know, as blocking a major waterway. But he's not even in that state, right? They, they, they say, oh, yeah, there he is. He's on the look, look, look. It's a fucking spare. For the first time in this movie, you saw somebody bowl and it wasn't a strike. What is he going to do, Mike? Wait a minute. It's, if it's a spare, he still gets 10 points. But if your oh, opponent is getting strikes. Oh, seven, 10. Damn, he did it, Carl. He's a winner. Whoa. <laughs> you are ahead of me or something. He did it. He's a winner. Hey, that's a yeah, Me too. I agree. Yay. And girlfriend's into it for the first time ever. She learned her place. Oh, I don't like how they scripted her. Yeah, it would have. I, I don't know. There wasn't really much there, to be honest with you. She made that shirt for him. It says Dreamer on it. Oh, He's really? bowling with Jack Warden's bowling ball. Look at him, man. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, what? I've been had a strike every single time I've ever bowled in my life. <laughs> oh, look at these guys. Look at Neckbeard. Oh, uh, yeah. That is, such, I mean, those are the most judgiest people, those, yeah. those beards. Oh, oh, oh that, 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 yeah. Got it. He won. Yay, even yeah. the cops are into it now. It's a movie. Yeah. It's okay, a now, movie. Look, look. He's going to get, yeah. He got a spare. So we're like tied up. Oh, what's going to happen? Got a strike. Look at him bowl. He does all right. 
Another strike. Jeez, how long can they do this? Three round, uh, 30 round? The thing is, that spare should have been our final segment because we'll just see the exact same thing again for the final, final. Who's you know, bowling, bowling a perfect game is boring, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you get a strike. That's great. You get a strike. That's great. You get a strike. Okay, yeah, that's great. You get a strike. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I thought three right. strikes uh, and you were out already. Yeah, right. Okay, now we're in the final, 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 final. So we get close-ups and stuff. And here comes Dick Weber, and oh no, which is good for our hero. That was a good throw, though. He's got a chance now. Dreamer's now got a chance. Dream a little dream for me. That's He's not really dreaming. He's actually doing it. Oh, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. No perfect game. No. Now, this means Streamer has a chance, the only chance, to win. Huh. Look at that old-timey TV with its clothes. Oh, with the fake, with the fake visual. That's the worst. That's not the have, worst. They have the UHF for uh, the farm report. Yeah. Well, no, it's like we, we discussed this. There's a different frame rate for movies and television. So when they show TV on movies, it's different footage that they uh, they superimpose. So that's that right. They superimpose. Yeah, it's not literally. So you never would see that on TV. Maybe. Nope. Okay, he's got to get this spare, or it's all over. If he and it's a very difficult spare. Will he do it, Mike? Uh, I don't know. He did it. He did it. I'm, I'm ahead. <laughs> oh. You know everything, right? Look at this golf clapping. It's like oh. that paycheck movie where you just know like a couple seconds in the future. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm Ben Affleck. I'm, ben, I'm paycheck. <laughs> paycheck. Now, uh, hey, ben. He's stalling. He's saying one of those pins isn't set up right. And the thing Whatever. is, we never find out if he's stalling out of fear or if it really isn't set up right. They're just speculating the judges. So they got nothing going on at this point. Yeah, I don't know why. I think that they're trying to give a suspense, like what's going to be the outcome? All right, fine. I'll bowl with a crooked pin. Mr. Ref, who doesn't like me because I busted in on his meeting. Yeah. Please keep your 70s clothes quiet. This is a tense moment. <laughs> you, can't, you can't help it with the suede pants. Bell bottoms. Bam! Strike yeah, the winner. Dun -dun -dun, gonna fly now. He's like on the ground. Flying high now. Oh, everyone's celebrating in two different locations. Feel good. It's feel good. Gonna yeah, no, listen, he now. You're the greatest person in the world! You're the greatest person in the whole world! <laughs> and your girlfriend gets to go on someone's shoulders, too? It must be a movie. I'm looking at the comments on the YouTube channel, and people are saying this is the most realistic Chance Holton two years ago. This movie okay. was the best representation of bowling I have ever seen. No, but, okay, so... They really did coach him right to exactly look like a pro bowler, to do all the right. And he was just acting, mimicking, you know what I mean? But yeah. he nails it, according to the internet. 
Yay! It's we're still celebrating because it's been a long ass movie. Goodness gracious! There's nothing. There was nothing going on in this movie, right? Like at least Kingpin, they had various. Oh, did it just freeze frame on me? Yes. No, that's okay. It's it's intentional. And then the happy day swipe. Now we are uh, later, like a long time later, and the, the best bowling alley. They own it. Is it called Warren's Memorial right. Bowling? It's the memorial, Harry White. I was just fucking joking, Carl. Dreamer and... And and they're married. Karen Lee Nuttingham. They're married now. So we learned that he's dead. They they bought the bowling alley and they got married. So the end credits are playing on this neon sign, which means that this is not a real neon sign. (laughs) It's a real neon sign, but the end credits are superimposed. But they really made one that said the Jack, uh, the Harry Walton Memorial Bowling Alley. Is it for this film had a budget in 1979. It had millions of dollars, you know. Yeah, Dick Webber, here's all the, the ringers. Yay. Well, this Carl, this is your fifth time seeing it. What do you think yeah. of this movie? This movie is really bad. Everything about it's bad. Like, he he pushed the car into the river. That was the only time I was, like, on the edge of my seat. When he went down like a rock star, when he, you know, he did a slide, that was the second time I was like, oh, this is, that's, that was, (laughs) this movie's so flat. Listen, the commentary here, I'm reading the one about the guy. So they're all caps. Yeah. I would love to have a copy of this movie. It was filmed in Alton, Illinois. My yeah. mother and dad were in it. My dad was a gentleman who hands him the winning check, and my mom kisses Tim. <laughs> love yeah. for my grandchildren to have a copy of this special time in our family. I got to yell at it. It's all caps. I am so thrilled to see it. Thank you. I have tried to buy a copy, but too expensive. Too expensive? At Spend the money if your family heritage. $100 for a VHS copy? Jesus. Do it. Do it. Listen, this director is strange. He picks weird topics and then doesn't deliver. This is no exception. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool to watch 70s professional bowling. I will give it that. That's probably why this movie is a cult film. But uh, It is exactly. Yeah. So if you want to see Dick Weber in the 70s, Vincent Stick, you should check this movie out. But Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Horrific. So the director we like, the one who I can't remember his name, he made one other theatrically released movie and then like 25 TV movies. So I think we're done with them right now. Uh, did he really make one more? Um... Theatrical? Yeah, which is not on YouTube. Otherwise, we would watch it. Oh, so good. Noel Nosick, four feature films for four major studios as well as Independence, 20-year career directing, producing television, 27 television movies for all networks, several cable outlets, Five television pilots, 25 hours of episodic TV, teaches yeah. directing at the University of Southern California. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, that has been Dreamer. We hope you enjoyed the movie. Maybe you're a bowling fan or, been, or live in Illinois. 